0: Y'all, This is your girl, Brie Undeniably, checking in for another episode of my speaker series, Deep Conversations with Dope Individuals, where we're discussing development, decision making, and a dedication to purpose. I am here, as always, with another dope individual. Before I introduce her, I'm going to jump into shout outs real quick. First and foremost, shout out to Gotham Production Studio. They are the one hooking it up with the space, the audio and the video engineering. Uh, their team is phenomenal. Their spaces are awesome. They produce such high quality work. So thank you and shout out to Gotham. Second, shout out to MC Kicks in Apparel. If you have not checked out MC, please check them out. That's at E-M-C-E-E-K-I-C-K-S. If you add a .com, you're gonna land on their website. They have sponsored me and hooked it up from day one with their support, uh, giving me all their dope merch to wear as well. So they do customizable kicks, denims, uh, streetwear, and apparel. So check them out mckicks.com or go on their social profiles at mckicks finally, when you're doing your own thing, you got to pump yourself up. So if you have not checked out my site, BrieUndeniably.com, please uh, go there to do so. Um, That is where you're going to find all, not only everything that I'm doing with podcasting, but everything that I'm doing in my business and outside of the podcast space. So all of my public speaking and engagements, workshops, trainings, coaching, counseling, and everything in between. Uh, On top of that, you can also go there to get your dope into Individual merch and your I am possible gear. All right. So we are here with Gail Wood. Gail, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to have you. Um, I'm going to give you the introduction that you deserve, and then we're going to jump into the episode. So uh, Gail Wood in 2013 started a journey to make over her life as she was burned out in debt unwell and needed to find another way before she ended up sicker or divorced. Today, she lives in her dream house, has a location location and time freedom, does work that she loves and feels amazing. That is what she wants for you as well. On her path, she's gone from an overworked massage therapist to finding success online with writing, teaching and coaching and has learned to use mindset and journaling strategies, marketing and business skills, and feng shui together to create her dream life. She has been on the cover of a magazine, inducted into the World Massage Hall of Fame, and worked with entrepreneurs from all over the world. In 2019, she finished her certification as a feng shui consultant. Again, this is Gail Wood. Gail, thank you so much for joining me. And again, happy to have you here. Yes, yeah, great to be here. Thank you for that, that nice introduction. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we really jump in into this journey of you and of your becoming, uh, I love to do the same thing that we do in the counseling community, which is to meet our clients where they're at. It's a really great way for you to really introduce yourself. So if you could help our listeners meet you where you're at.
1: Yeah. So I guess where I'm at today is I'm really kind of re- once again, reinventing myself professionally and just continuing to get to know myself more and more and tweaking what it, what my goals are and what it is that that I actually want. So through this, you know, through this journey of creating this dream life, it's been really fun to try different things and to actually realize some of the things I thought were my dream life. I'm like, Oh, that's not even what I really wanted. What I really wanted was this other thing. I just thought it was that thing.
0: (laughs) So it's been so, you know,
1: just such a,
0: trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I do know, and I love that you're bringing that up because I think that that is a huge part of this process, right? This, uh, you know, I already, already sort of introduced it with this story of becoming, becoming you and who you want to be in your life. And in that process, it's a matter of finding the things that you do like, that you don't like, and also finding out the things that you thought you'd like, you might not, and the things that you didn't know you'd like, you might. So I love that you sort of bring that into the beginning because it is a huge part of this process. And I'm excited to learn more details about that. So let's just uh, get right to it and and bring it back. So I love to find out, you know, we, we want to hear your story, how you got to where you're at, but uh, bring us to the beginning. And that beginning can be wherever it feels like the start of it for you, which could be from the moment you were born, it could be the day you left high school, Uh, wherever Mm -hmm. you feel like your story starts. uh, Bring us there first. Yeah, I
1: I do kind of think that my story starts when I left high school because I left high school halfway through my junior year. Mm. I said, enough of this. People tell me what to do all day. <laughs> there is life to live and I'm getting out of this building.
0: <laughs> Love it already. I have and to know more.
1: Yeah. So I, so I dropped out of high school, but I did that knowing that I was going to go and get my, my GED, mm-hmm. which I did that same week. Oh, wow. Um, so it was just like, I was like, I just want to like skip the line kind of, yeah. <laughs> get on to the next part of things. So I did that. And then I just started, I was like, well, I'll take some college classes and I wanted to work and make money. I wasn't living at home already. So, um, so I was working a couple different jobs and taking some college classes, not with a degree in mind, but just like, let me see what is interesting to me and what I like. And so I did that for about two years. Um, and it became abundantly clear to me that I did not want to spend my life working for low wages. <laughs> so I needed to figure something out yeah. there. Um, so at the time I was um, working at a bed and breakfast okay. and I was cleaning rooms, working in the kitchen, doing, doing things like that. And I did like it. It was, and I think looking back now that I know, what I know about feng shui, I just think i loved being in that house. It was, you know, it was so big. It was so fancy. It was not like not anywhere I had ever lived. (laughs) And I really loved kind of taking care of the house. I didn't mind so much. You know, it was hard work. But in that environment, it it definitely wasn't like cleaning rooms at the Motel 6. So, um, (laughs) So I was learning a lot being there and from the woman who owned the business She was just such a good example to me of a woman entrepreneur. Mm. And I didn't really know any women entrepreneurs. My mom was a university professor and my family, you're, you know, it was teacher, preacher, like you had a good job and kind of that was what you did. Mm -hmm. So I started seeing examples of, you know, people making money in all these different ways. And I started noticing the massage therapist coming and going, and she was bringing her table and making at that time, you know, 40 or $50 an hour. And I was making seven or eight. And I thought, huh, that seems like something I might be interested in doing. And then she said, would you like to come over and get a massage and I'll trade you for cleaning my house? Oh, that sounds like a great trade-off. So it was. I I was like, yeah, definitely I want to try. I love to try new things. So I did that and I just knew after that massage I was like that's what I'm doing.
0: Wow, okay, let's let's just pause right here cuz it seems like very early on one uh I I love that you uh left high school and then got your GED because I think um I talk a lot about not a lot, but I have been a college counselor before, and it was part of an internship for me when I was becoming a therapist. Uh, a, I was going for school counseling at the time, and so it was kind of just par for the course to go through, like, what does a college counselor do? And I remember having so many questions, like, about, well, is college the only thing I'm supposed to be encouraging here, or, like, what are my yeah. other – what are the other spaces I can encourage uh adolescence in at this place in life that is so much about unknown and exploration. And, uh, you know, for me, I didn't necessarily like to have to, though I know college can be really amazing for some people, it's not the path that everyone has to take right away. And I love that as an 11th grader, you, you sort of knew that school at that time, you're like, this isn't, I need to make a switch. I need to sort of, I know that I, you know, want to finish this thing, but I'm going to jump the line, like you said. And I just, there's, that's like a, I can't even think of the personality trait that that is right there. (laughs) But uh, I just, I think that that is really awesome because at that time, kids have so much trouble figuring out what they want to do. And though that's not, uh, though you hadn't had it all figured out at that point, you knew There, You knew something was burning inside of you to take the next step. And I just think that's really cool. That's a really cool uh, place to to start your story and also to bring us into. Um, And, you know, so much I could say about that and that time of life. But I also love the fact that you did this and then you went and got your GED. And then it seems like in a pretty small frame of time, you found these two things that were that both really piqued your interest. Uh, At what point are we at in your story right now? Is this still uh, sort of in, in that uh, year after uh, 11th grade, or is this several years after?
1: Yeah. So this is probably two to three year time period. Okay, I worked at the, I worked a few different jobs and then I was at the bed and breakfast for maybe two years before I went to massage school. And, you know, As luck would have it, she said, when you come back, you can be our massage therapist here, as long as you still do your job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you basically got a job on top of your job, and now you're juggling these two things that you have some type of interest in. Yeah,
1: so after massage school, yeah, I was working at the bed and breakfast. Um, Through that, though, I got to work with a lot of chefs. Okay. And so that's, then I started, I was like, oh, I really love cooking too. Um, so I, I got a job in town at a vegetarian restaurant. Hmm. I did massage therapy. I worked at a greenhouse picking lettuce one day a week. I had four jobs wow. for wow. a couple of years, but looking back on that, I'm like, I, First of all, just love to do different things, and second of all, I really just liked having money.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm really broke. <laughs> <So fun. laughs> uh huh. Money got it, especially you know money, and before you have a relationship with money, as you get older, it gets you to the next steps of the things you want to do. Especially when you're in that exploration phase, you need the money to continue to explore and find out and figure out what you want to do and what you like, what you don't like. I yeah. <laughs> very much understand that
1: and so so that was a really fun that was just I have that was a really fun period of my life because I had this money I got to hang out with my friends go to concerts just kind of but then I fell in love mm-hmm. and so then I at 25 I was a single mom of a three-year-old hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was marriage and a divorce
0: and a bunch of other stuff in there <laughs> all very in a condensed period of time yeah hmm. okay um, so then I found myself with this with this
1: little girl to raise and you know working for jobs isn't an option at that point right, right so I you know so um I ended up at a day spa but knowing in my heart I wanted to have my own business. Okay. And so that's what led me to, in um, 2003. Okay. So then my daughter was six. My daughter was six. I opened my um, own business.
0: Okay. Let's, uh, I, I want to pause there again, kind of pull out some things, talk about some things. Um, I am always very curious. And I think that it it sort of fills in a lot of details uh, to understand where what you were feeling at this time in your life. If you can uh, sort of let us peek into the window of what you were feeling, what you were experiencing as you were going through this from, um, you know, from whatever vantage point you would like but I just want to know a little bit more about you know what was sort of going on inside of you because often that can be the driving factors that will push us yeah. forward or hold us back you know sort of motivate us or demotivate us and I just I'm always curious to know how you were feeling at this place in your life
1: So I was definitely feeling I mean I was feeling a little lost mm-hmm. and you know kind of in just survival mode you know Right Putting food on the table, paying rent, um, you know, doing all of those things, but at the same time, of course, enjoying enjoying my my daughter, and I had a really really great friend support system of of some other single moms. We even a friend of mine and I lived on the same driveway.
0: Oh wow,
1: so that was really fun. So there was a lot of good and a lot of fun, but I also knew that I didn't want to stay there. Mm-hmm and that there was more for me. I, you know, I always had intended to have my own business when I went to massage school. Okay. And so it was, you know, it was a a goal of mine. And I also, you know, I had something to prove. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm not letting this get me down.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love to, you know, kind of dive in there and hear that because it's like you were you were itching for more and you knew you could do more, but it was just like a matter of time from going to school to sort of getting that experience in the day spa to opening um, yeah. your own business. And I'm sure, like you said, like your daughter was a huge motivating factor behind that too, wanting to make sure that. Well,
1: and of course, each step on your path, you know, is Takes you takes you somewhere unexpected because mm-hmm. when I was at the day spa, I started seeing how much money all these skincare therapists were making. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I took out a loan and I went back to school for skincare because I, you know, I was like, if I'm going to own my own business, um, doing both, yeah, is key. So that was that became one of my goals, and um, so I was going to school three days a week and working three days a week.
0: And side hustling on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman is what you're telling me. At that you were doing it all on top of being a full time mom. <laughs> and then I got and then I was like, well, now I'm and I was
1: also getting a little lonely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I joined match.com.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes I, sense. I, lived, I was like,
1: I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm not gonna meet a guy
0: sitting out here. <laughs> Little did you know, online dating would become, you know, the the way that people are now meeting and interacting. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was kind
1: of new then. And yeah. You had
0: to like,
1: email the person and then wait till you got home and get on your dial up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If they emailed you back. <laughs> so. Well I thank you for uh, opening up about that piece of your life too. It it all, you know, it all makes sense and I and I love that you that you bring in all of the moving parts that was a part of that phase in your life because there's so many things that uh on our path like you said one thing will lead to the next and but when you have your hand in so many places or if you wear so many hats, that's sort of like the spiderweb effect where you have several things leading to several new places and opportunities. Let's, uh, let's hear about the next place in your life. Where did this take you, the business and Match.com and you, everything? Please bring us to the next place. Part.
1: Yeah, so my business opened in, um, actually, with a good friend of mine, bought an existing business mm-hmm. from some people that were moving out of the area. Okay. That was May of 2003. And I also met my current husband in May of 2003. Yeah. So that was just like everything changing again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Just a quick shake up again. And yeah. and that was a fun few. Just I just remember that as just being a really fun few years. You know, I'm hustling and running my own business and dating this great guy and, you know, bought my own home and living my single
0: best single mom life. <laughs> wow. So. Oh, my gosh. So May 2003 was was a major time for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just continue on then. So things—it's almost like things really pivoted and spiraled Mm -hmm. up there. Yeah. But there is still—we have waves of life. I'm sure. I don't know know your story, but I know that there are waves. So uh, let's maybe let's let's hear about the rest of the 2010s and (laughs) we'll go from there. Um, After
1: about three years of dating. Yeah, you know, I did. I did look at Dave and I said, are we getting married or not? Because I need to know.
0: <laughs> solid question. If I we're love it. are going in that direction,
1: yep. fine. Let's just keep going. It doesn't have to be like a solid plan or anything. But if that's not the direction you're going, then, you know, mm-hmm. I do want to get married again. Yeah. So that we had that conversation and broke up for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> often ha- happens. Um, right. And- I was also expanding my business. I moved to a bigger place, had more rooms, had more employees. Okay. And to be honest with you, I kind of grew my business
0: to the point where I didn't love it anymore. Mm. So this, <laughs> this seems like a, a pivotal point. This yeah. might be a pivotal point. Okay. I mean, this is, I want to push in here because to not, to, to feel, you know, so much love for something and to essentially grow it. If we think, you know, the way you, you grow anything else, you nurture it and you take care of it and you put love into it. Uh, what was, I guess, what were those moments for you where you started to realize that you didn't really love it anymore? Or you maybe wanted to go in a different direction or, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is what were your feelings around this not loving yeah. or falling out of love with it?
1: You know, I guess I felt, I mean, I, I guess I felt a little mad at myself that I went into this kind of just thinking it was all going to be great mm-hmm. and <laughs> not realizing like, I'm not the best people manager. That's not something I love to do. And then, so then creating a business where I now have eight to 10 employees yeah. and triple the expenses Mm -hmm. I mean, truly,
0: I was kind of,
1: you know, like, shit, (laughs) what have I done?
0: (laughs) It grew legs. Yeah, (laughs) it grew grew legs. Oh, man. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is it's one of those things, you know, and maybe not as large as a business for so many people. But I think there's a lot of places or spaces in our life that we can sort of come head on with. This collision of f- falling out of love with something maybe faster than we expected, or wanting to change courses, um, and what uh, even before we can even before we continue on in your journey, because I know that this is something, uh, whether it be career changes for people, or I mean, there's uh, side jobs and different. So many different paths, but what advice would you give someone who might be experiencing that specifically right now? Is there something that helped you, or how did you work through that that space? If, if I could live that over again,
1: I would really dive into okay, what do I still love about it? Mm, okay, what do I not love about it, and how could I kind of you know get more of what I still love? going and less of what I don't love. I think I could have, I think I could have saved it. I think I could have made it something that I loved again, Mm -hmm. but instead I sold the whole thing. Okay. From a place of stress, from a place of, I can't do this when, you know, now I know I could have. Mm, Okay. But I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) The another- My business partner moved to Atlanta. Oh, wow. I was alone, like alone and pregnant with this monster business, and I sold it.
0: Wow! And I have, you know, part of me has always regretted that, but I, you know, again, just puts you on the next. That's it. Puts you on, on to the next part into the next phase of your journey. Yeah. Tell us tell us about the next phase then uh you know we're we're here we're at this pivotal point again so so of course I had a baby <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> yes and we um we were living in my teeny tiny little single mom house four of us now and so we bought a second home and this was right in the 2009 mm-hmm. you know crash financial yeah. Yeah, so but amazingly I sold my business like a couple weeks before
0: that. On par. <laughs> That's see the almost like the silver yeah. lining of something yeah. like that. Wow. Yeah. So so then, you know, so
1: we ended up in a situation where a uh, lot that a lot of people ended up in with we owned two homes mm-hmm. and had two mortgages. So two mortgages, two kids, one job. <laughs> right <laughs> i was like all right i gotta go back to work i hadn't planned to go back to work when i sold my business um so i the first winter where i was like oh well the money for my business went like that <laughs> and i needed work and i actually ended up um cleaning ski condos okay The whole winter after i was like here i am i was this you know Business owner in town had my own spot, and now I'm schlepping around these snow mountains carrying giant, heavy bags of laundry.
0: <laughs> and is I was like, "This sucks." Total switch of <laughs> gears. <laughs> kind of. But if, if we've seen anything, I think throughout this is that I'm a hard worker, and. You- it- I will figure it out. <laughs> you certainly are. I think that's what I'm loving about your journey so much is that you're not afraid to just jump in and go headfirst into something and figure it out. There, if you like it, if you don't like it, if you need to pivot, like you. But you have an i a thought or an idea or a need, and then you just go right for it and I think that that is something super commendable about your story thus far and I know that there's still more to learn but for sure you are an incredible an incredibly hard worker and that's evident here
1: and then so that spring I actually saw a sign in the grocery store for a local, for a resort that was hiring for their spot okay uh, well thank goodness because I'm I'm over the cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> I interviewed there. I got the job and I worked there for um, four or five years. I worked at, at the resort. Um, but during that time, you know, it was long hours. It was seasonal. Mm-hmm. So I would work very long hours, six months of the year during the summer, while my kids were out of school. Okay. I, I got every, I don't know, something was going on with my immune system. I got whooping cough. I got recurring strep throat. I had allergies, like just, it was just like hard. It was hard. That was a hard time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I started seeing just on my Facebook feed, people selling these eBooks and planners and online mm-hmm. courses. And I just said, you know what? I bet I could do that.
0: yes I you know I feel like I my money's on you as well because that (laughs) it's that mentality that has brought Mm -hmm. you to every other phase in your life prior to that and I thought how cool would it be
1: if I could make some money online and cut back on my hours at work Mm -hmm. and not have to spend all this time away from my family and so I just kind of dove in and I thought you know what I'll you know I'll teach what I know I'll teach stuff for a massage therapist and I'll talk about business and success and marketing and all the things that I found through my business that I loved doing. Mm -hmm. I actually always loved the marketing part of it. Mm -hmm. Got to where I liked that even more than, than working with clients. So, um, so that's kind of was my next, was my next step. And I, I, that business went through a few phases, but it was called Massage and Spa Success,
0: and I ran that from 2013 until January. Wow let's Let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, I I want to know. Um, you know, first, I know that like even like in 2013 this was starting but now here in 2022 this is this is a major industry um yeah. online selling courses doing mm-hmm. um you know uh, teaching online and coaching online uh how did you did you develop a program did you find a program to sort of plug and play did you was it you on video or just something? Like tell me about the details of putting this together and sort of yeah. planning it out.
1: Well, it was it was a, a little bit of all of those things. Okay. But I just I invested in kind of a basic online business course. Okay. With this lady who was kind of a hippie and I was like, Well, if she can if this hippie can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yep. And, you know, just kind of I was like, well, I'm gonna do what she says. So she said, start a blog. So I started a blog and I just kind of went step by step. Yeah, And I thought, well, how, an ebook seemed like a great first product. And a lot of people were publishing ebooks at that time and just selling them from their websites. This was kind of before Kindle and Amazon was so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I wrote and took me about eight or nine months um, to write that first ebook and get it published. Okay. That whole time I was sharing my blog posts and I didn't know really that I was implementing a pretty good strategy of mm-hmm. spending about a year building my audience in my email list before I had a product for sale. Okay. And now so many people go back, go into it the other way. They have this great product, but nobody to buy it. I see. And so Little did I know, I was being smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were developing something without even realizing how Mm -hmm. valuable that was, uh, gaining that traction. And I love, Mm -hmm. you know, that's such a deliverable for the listeners right now as well, because I know, I mean... The listener base that I have is a little bit of a mix between a uh, helping profession, therapeutic community and an entrepreneurial community, which are sort of mm-hmm. the two things that I've brought together. Similar to you, as I'm hearing, you know, you have that business and that marketing expertise, but also the massage therapy uh, skills and techniques that you merge together. So um, if you are listening, the power of generating an audience and building an email list still holds true today. And that I know is like, um, you know, I, I can't necessarily say what the what the order to do them in, but it seems like you're spot on is to generate that audience and and build uh, almost like your reputability, get mm-hmm. get people to start listening to what you have to say and then they'll want to purchase what you have to put out. Yeah.
1: And I and I feel like, you know, now we have a lot more choices. Mm hmm. And that's something I'm finding currently is like, okay, I need to kind of narrow things down. I can't be on every social media site. Right. I can't do, you know, blogging and videos. And, you know, it's like, it was simple is, And that's a lot of why I think it worked so well. It was very simple. I, you know, I had one social media platform. I had a blog. And, you know, after a couple of years, I started doing a lot more video. Okay. Um, so my, my first book, I turned into my first class. I just made some videos to go along with it, and then it was a class.
0: Great. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so this is something that has obviously really developed, and you said you did this all the way up until January. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is – we are only a few months past – Uh, sort of the ending of this chapter, Uh, what was the, the, the continued development over those years? And then I would love to hear why you pivoted away as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, I really just, you know, I just kept going. I just, if I had an idea for a book, I had to write the book. I've, I've written over 15 books at this point. Wow. Um, Some of them are short. Like I wrote like 50 ideas for your massage and spa specials. That's amazing, though. A fun little book, and I put it on Facebook, and I—that was kind of my first thing that kind of went a little bit viral. I was like, "Wow!" I sold like 200 of them in a weekend.
0: Whoa, that's was,
1: awesome! You know, I was blown away. Um, so I just kept going with courses, books, and I was teaching this marketing boot camp where we would work together for six weeks, and I'd help people get their marketing foundation built. Okay. Like your website, your marketing materials, we kind of went through this whole um, process. Well, people started saying to me, Gail, I I want to send these newsletters and I want to be on social media like you're telling us to, but I don't know how and I don't have time to create all the content. Mm. So I was brainstorming one day and I said, I'm going to make a content club and I'll make the content for them and they can pay me a monthly subscription. Oh, that is unique. Well, it turned out to be the best idea I ever had.
0: <laughs> okay. I want to hear more. That is a really so, unique idea. I ended up with, you know, the almost a hundred
1: people signing up the week I launched it. Wow. And then I just kept growing it to, you know, at, at its peak, I had $5,000 a month in recurring income from these content packages so I did that for about five years as part of massage and spa success. Um, and, but so you were saying like how, how why and how did I transition away? Yeah I mean, I created all the marketing content I have in me to create and <laughs> okay. I just I just felt finished. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'm out of ideas. I've done this for five years. It's been really fun. it's been interesting
0: but um, it's just time for the next thing. <laughs> I think that that's okay too. It almost feels like it came to a natural stopping point. Yeah, and, and
1: kind of with COVID it did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So wow, I mean I I I don't even know where I want to go with my questions because there's so much interesting unique information here. Uh first even when you stopped what sort of happened to your your following in this platform that you had built do you still have you pivoted your online presence or you kind of just you know said goodbye I'm taking a break I'm taking a step back uh what was what was that sort of uh transition
1: well i'm I'm pivoting i'm I'm definitely pivoting so i I went through a, a short phase of you know January I closed it I'm done mm-hmm and so then I kind of got like this idea in my head. Well, I cannot speak of those things anymore, which turned out to be kind of silly because I still love the massage industry. People are still asking me to speak and teach and share. And I'm like, it can be way more of a transition. Okay. And, you know, than what I had in mind. So I'm actually, I have a different website now. Okay. But I'm like, I might put some of my massage and spa stuff back on there. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I was like, it seems silly to take these valuable courses that people might still want and just like throw them in the dumpster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it seems like they almost were, you know, automating and running themselves in the background too, or they have the potential to. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm like, so actually I sold the marketing content. Okay. Part of my business to two different individuals who want to carry it forward. Oh. It made me feel really great. Absolutely. I love that.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it gave me a little cushion of of money coming in each month while they're paying for that. And also, you know, all my hard work isn't is gonna keep helping people. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Absolutely. You've really made your your mark and your impact on your industry,
1: mm-hmm. which I
0: think is amazing. What uh Do you actually? I'm trying to think about how to best phrase this question. When I'm when you started, or as you grew this, did you think about I say niche, but I know people say niche as well, but did you think about? like the importance of a niche, or did you even know that you were sort of narrowing in on a niche? And Because I know that that is a big part of gaining a following, is finding yeah. something, a, a pretty narrow focal point mm-hmm. and going yeah. all in on it. So did you realize that you were doing that or that's what was happening, or was it all kind of the in the growth of yeah, the business?
1: I didn't really – intentionally do that. I just thought if I teach what I know, this is the industry that I know. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of where I'm at right now is I've gone from having a very specific niche Mm -hmm. to kind of not knowing exactly what my niche is. Mm -hmm. Um, my current coaching clients are all massage therapists who actually want to transition to Mm -hmm. other types of businesses. So I'm like, maybe
0: that's my niche. That is Um, a, that is a focal point for sure. Yeah. But you know, I just through, you know,
1: through online business for so many years, I learned so much Um, through just continually trying different things and upgrading my mindset. I'm like, Oh, I I think I can help people to, you know, be be more successful in general, but it feels a
0: little too general as well. I see. I I, I see. Well, you know, it's all, it's all part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. It's all part of sort of the next steps and that iteration process. What advice would you offer for people who are looking to start their online businesses? Because at this point, a it's not so much of a singular pathway to get there. You know, mm-hmm. there's several social media platforms, several uh online deliverables, whether it be a book or a course or a workshop or a uh a webinar or a master class. I mean, there's so many different options at this point. Yeah. And I feel like the online business industry is major. And there's a lot of people trying to break into that bubble. Do you have any advice that you would offer to help aid in that process?
1: Yeah, I would, I would say the more focused you can get the better, mm-hmm. um, have your own platform, your own website, and then, you know, really look at as far as what you're going to put out there for, as far as client attraction, Uh huh you know, pick one or two things for social media, one or two, two at the most.
0: Okay. And and then
1: learn those and try to do those very well. Okay. And so to pick depends on where you think your ideal customers are hanging out. So that depends on your product or your service. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the, I just think that it takes, it takes time. It takes longer than we want it to take. And the people that stick with it and keep going. Keep trying things. Will have a good, great chance of success.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I think that that is very sound advice, uh, and it's it's true. It really is. Uh, you know, you can do all the things and check all the boxes, but it's that consistency over time that is really what builds up the the snowball, so to speak, that just constantly putting, picking those one or two things, doing Mm -hmm. them really well over and over and over again.
1: And then it can, if I can add to that too, I would really look at what, what does success look like for you? Because there's so much out there. There's all these vanity numbers and um, six figure business and seven figure program, this and that. And it's like, well, one, who cares if your business makes six figures if you're taking home, you know, a fourth $6. of that or less? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so like really what is success to you? And then going for that, like individualize it and try not to get caught up in all of that hoopla. It's, and I've done it. I've been like, yeah, million dollars. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you
0: know, like to really, be do would have everything I want. I don't
1: even need a million dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I'm so happy you brought this up too, because if we really are talking about uh, the the saturation of the online platforms, they're a huge part of the services out there. are how to develop your services, how to create the six figure business, how to do the seg- seven figure mm-hmm. business. Like these are the names. Of the courses, and I just love how you really uh, narrowed in on focus on what success means to you because it's so true. Like, obviously, the numbers are alluring, and they they draw you closer. They make you feel like that equates to success, or that equates to what you're what you're wanting to do uh, or wanting to reach, but. There's so much more that is encompassed in the development to that number. And I just, um, you know, I think everyone (laughs) gets so uh, ready to jump at those courses that say grow your business to six figures or seven figures guaranteed or make – 10K your first month or your money – like there's so many um, plays on numbers because marketers know and and business people know that money draws people in. But I love that you said focus on what success means to you because often if we we look deep inside of us, we know it's not going to be solely on that money, though we might have a number that leads to – our comfort or a goal that we mm-hmm. want to reach, there's a lot more involved in what success is for us.
1: Yeah. And I love to, you know, see that as clues like, okay, six figure sounds awesome to you. So like, what does that mean? Like you've been asking me, how did I feel? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to feel when you have six figures? <sighs> yes. You know. And so when you can tune into that, well, when I have six figures, I'll have all these kinds of feelings, then we can flip it around and be like, well, how can I have those feelings regardless of the six figures?
0: Mm-hmm. That's you know, so so sound, such sound advice. Well, Gail, we are uh, winding down in the last ten minutes or so here. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to do a little bit of a transition. I like to do a rapid fire question round in the end, but then I'm going to leave you the the floor or the screen to just leave listeners with whatever final words, advice you want to give them. And then you can let everyone know where, where they can find you. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So uh, – First, uh, in the beginning of the episode, we talked about three things, development, decision making, and a dedication to purpose. Uh, I think that we just fired away on so many of these, especially sort of that purpose piece, just talking about success and, um, you know, what what we feel like we're looking for outside of numbers. I think purpose can really be wrapped up in that. And I, uh, I'm i really happy we brought that in. But also you really brought us through the development of your life, your story, and the decisions that either brought you forward or held you back. So I appreciate your transparency and sharing with us this whole time. Um, these questions are going to be on those three things. So the first one is, When it comes to development right now in your life, are you focusing more on personal development or professional development? I would say personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and (laughs) I I love that when people answer personal, it's like they're they're so personal and professional are so almost inextricably (laughs) connected. Uh, But personal really seems like the source to me of professional development. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, I was just gonna say that whenever I'm focused on my personal development, all the other things go so much better. It's really (laughs) true. It is really true. We have to make time for our personal (laughs) development. Uh, Okay, the next question is on decision-making. I'm gonna ask the question, give you a little bit of a follow-up, but when you make decisions, do you find that you follow more so uh, numbers and analytics, or uh, gut feeling, spirituality, intuition, or something of the sort. So what I'm looking for is do you follow choice or guiding voice? Definitely that guiding voice. (laughs) Guiding voice. That also makes sense. And I find more and more of my guests say guiding voice, even the ones who might be uh, much more inclined in their profession to use numbers and analytics. They say that Guiding voice still brings them there and numbers and analytics sort of just uh, cross-check, cross-check the decision. Okay, the final one is on purpose. Uh, This one is sticky. Uh, There's no real or true answer. Maybe there is, but I, I don't know. But I just like to think about do you believe purpose, the purpose that we might hold in our lives, is nature or nurture? Are we born with it or is it something that we find along the journey?
1: Something that we find. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think and it can change. It can.
1: You know, it's it's fluid.
0: (laughs) I love that. It really is. It absolutely can change and mold with us and grow with us as well. Um, Well, Gail, I'm going to leave you the floor. You have uh, a few minutes to leave listeners with final words, advice. Um, If you want to, if there's anything you want to sort of wrap up your story with, uh, please take the next few moments to do so.
1: Oh, goodness. Now I'm on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Now I would, I would just say kind of my, my takeaway. I I love going back Mm -hmm. and that was so fun to kind of, think about and talk about some of these things I haven't thought of in a really long time. Um, And, you know, I guess my, my main takeaway would be just, you know, no matter how stuck you think you are, there's, there's a way forward. Mm. And a lot of times the way, what's that saying? Um, A lot of people avoid success because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> sometimes it's just time to pound the pavement and and work really hard, and then other times it's it's a different cycle where you're enjoying the fruits of your labor and able to go at at a different pace. So I think that's part of tuning in
0: and figuring out what what phase you're currently in. Thank you so much. That was a very powerful, great way to uh, really end with with you know understanding that we can be in, we can go through different phases, but it's to go that we need to continue to do. Well, uh, please let everyone know where they can find you before we close the episode. Yeah. So my website is elevatewithgail.com and Gail is
1: spelled G-A-E-L. So come on by. I have a free ebook on my homepage about decluttering your schedule. So that's all about looking at you know, how we can get some of those things that we don't want out of our life so that we can have more
0: time for the things that that we do want. Amazing. And I will make sure to put that in the show notes as well as um, in all the social media platforms when we share this episode. So if you're listening, then just check the notes there. And Gail, it has been a sincere pleasure. I thank you again. And uh, I look forward to, you know, taking everything that we spoke about today and applying it to my own life and continuing to move forward and and following my gut feeling with my career path. So thank you again. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for the great, great questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this was Gail Wood, everybody. And until next time, let this be the moment.